Hey, Andrew. Hey, Alex. It's Monday. That must mean it's Brains on the Outside. It's Brains on the Outside Day. Amazing. We are the your local library's premium business podcast. We are an improv comedy business ideas podcast. That, that was that was real honed. I really enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. I have notes of you preparing. <laughs> it, was really, it was really good. We take your business problems, the business problems out in the world, we take crazy stuff, and we mix it all up in our brains, and we throw it out there into the world as new products, business, and services. So these are crazy business ideas like, what if there was a train ticket you could get, ultra first class, that let you drive the train? Or what if there's a social media for dogs? Yeah, I love the social media for dogs. That's what this podcast is all about. But this week, we're doing something slightly different. Slight change to the regular schedule. Yeah. So recently, as I was looking at all of the internet, as you do. (laughs) All of it in one. All of it. Yeah, just the whole thing just went straight into my head through my eye holes. (laughs) I stumbled across... Um, a blog post from 2014. <laughs> that, that is like proper ar- internet archaeology. Eight years old. Um, from a guy called Mike from AtomicShrimp.com. And Mike from AtomicShrimp.com has made what he de- de- describes as innovation dice. It's six dice. Yeah. Each dice concentrates on one specific aspect of a thing. So, for example, the material it's made of the scale or the, the the target audience. Right. right, okay, yeah. And you throw all six dice and it comes up with a bunch of random stuff. I think there's like 46,000 different options. Like giant metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Wind-powered artwork, something like that. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and, and from that, you can then come up with a bunch of different ideas or you can come up, you can use that to, to drive innovation. So is that what we're doing this episode? Yeah. Taking these dice and we're going to make a lot. Yeah, we're going to try and see how many ideas we can come up with off the back of this. All right, let's roll the dice. So we've got giant clockwork, (laughs) self-build family vehicle made of plastic. I love the clockwork aspect of this. This is great. Like, if it's a clockwork vehicle, I guess you're getting in a lot of your exercise that day of having to like, wind it up before you go on a long, long car journey. <laughs> what about a yeah? What about a uh, what about a um, a, a bicycle mm-hmm. for an entire family? Yeah, so yeah. that is giant. Actually, yeah, like, it's big, very, very long. It's for the family. Yeah, it's huge. All right, it's for your entire family. It's for your extended family. Right. Yeah, grandparents, oh. aunts and uncles. The whole the cousins, the whole thing. The whole lot are all on there. Yeah. Yeah. Pedaling to get to wherever it is that you want to go. Pedaling and clockwork, is that? Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd be, you'd be pedaling and it'd be powering the clockwork thing. I, yeah. I imagine it as, is it, do you imagine it very long or very wide? Or how do you how do you imagine the seats distributed in your head? I, I don't imagine them all in one line. I like that idea of being a, quite a, a wide A wide vehicle. thing. I was yeah. thinking much more like a, a roller coaster with lots of individual car- oh, little carriages. Yeah. And everyone's pedaling all at once. And it has to be self-building as well. It has to construct itself. Hmm. I guess that maybe that's where some of that pedal power is going. Like to keep the doors and windows and stuff shut. <laughs> what about as you pedal, mm-hmm. it's gathering up materials. Oh, off this, sucking up stuff off, stuff the ground. off the ground. Building new carriages to add to the back 
so that you can start at your house with just one carriage and your four four oh. family members. By the time you get you, to your aunt. You get to your aunt, you've got a new one. Yeah, And, and by yeah. the time you get to your uncle's, other uncle's house, you've got a new, new one. one. Grandparents, you've got a new one. Cousins, you've got a new one. This is great. You just go through a whole family tree, and by the time you get to each house, you've got a new carriage on the end to add to the people. Add this the is people. fantastic. There's less storage space at yours. You don't have to have a comically huge garage to store all these carts because yeah. they just dismantle themselves at the end, and your cycling fixes yeah, them. Yeah, it just puts them back together. Yeah, it puts them back into the world. Yeah, love it. All right, let's throw it again. A wind-powered pocket personal wood tool with a random function. Do you know what I? Do you know what I? love to do but it's really difficult to do on the move what lathe stuff <laughs> a pocket lathe a pocket lathe yeah personal pocket lathe mm-hmm. wind powered because you don't want to have to carry a generator around no, no. to power the lathe i guess lathes naturally like it's a spinning motion they make yeah. so that's almost a wind turbine i guess right <laughs> yeah and then you you know you want to make a chair leg when you're out and about yeah, you're in a restaurant, your chair's squeaky. Usually you have to put yeah. your hand over and be like, oh, please, sir, can you help me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, no more. Yeah, <laughs> just pull out your pocket lathe. Yeah, you're at, the, you're at your restaurant table. It's not lathing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get it out inside, someone's got to stand next to it and blow. <laughs> make it go. <laughs> but yeah. But that's but that's that's also good as well, because if you were at a restaurant and you have foods in front of you, you were lathing anyway, like we normally do, someone has to blow anyway to make sure the sawdust doesn't go in your soup. So someone's blowing to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. may as well power the lathe. This makes me wonder. We have we have big wind turbines powered by the wind. Yeah, but what if how much exercise is actually just blowing? Because, yeah, yeah. What if we just had a power generation system in the world that was just powered by people blowing and getting lung exercise every day when you walk to work? There is like the the place you have to blow into. <laughs> yeah, as you <laughs> the national grid. <laughs> That's what we call the blow people. <laughs> uh, obviously, the ultimate version of this is we just attach a propeller to the top of a whale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It comes up. Yeah. Brrr. Yeah. 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 Or we could train whales to come, like, to come and do their out the blowhole at a specific point in the ocean where there's a sp- there's a turbine above it? Well, the world is like a natural ecosystem. We're all interconnected, so the whales should really be doing their part. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel so. They benefit from we really humanity. <laughs> I've gone oh, so off-piste. <laughs> okay, let's roll the dice. So, clockwork, edible, portable, flying, office game. Okay, okay. All right. What about a wind-up drone... That you can use to go and steal someone else's lunch. That's uh and the entire drone, it's also edible. That's some outbreakside brain thinking. So you can also destroy all the evidence of having stolen it. <laughs> There's no way I could have stolen your lunch, Andrew. How would I have gotten it from over there <laughs> yeah. to over here? You oh, claim no, you no, saw no. a drone. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> This, uh, I love your use of edible there, being like a, it's a thing, you're going to get something that's edible. Yeah. So have you got an ad for us this week? Uh, do you know what I do? Yeah? Yeah. I do. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So, you know, you get those three packs of sandwiches. 
Yes. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. usually like, oh, you can get a chicken triple or whatever, and it's a chicken and sweet corn, a chicken and stuffing, and a chicken and salad sandwich or whatever. Yeah, it's usually you know. like variations on a theme, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, this company is doing three-course meals <laughs> in sandwich form in a triple pack. <laughs> so like a, like a starter, lunch, yeah. pre- uh, dessert. Yeah. So, yeah, you start out, you maybe got prawn cocktail in there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you got a roast beef sandwich in the middle. <laughs> and then you got jam sandwich for pudding. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And Nutella for your pudding. Yeah. Chew in the middle. Yeah. Oh, man. This is great. Yeah. Or you might have like a cucumber sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe falafel sandwich in the, yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. there. Filling. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe uh, some kind of like, yeah, Nutella sandwich or chocolate spread mm. or um, maybe jelly. This, this is much more exciting than just having pure three savory ones. It seems like such a wasted opportunity. It doesn't make any sense why you'd have three savory ones when, like, it's, it's easy to buy a savory sandwich, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's always, that, that the combination is always, like, kind of rubbish. It's always, yeah. like, a weird, like, oh, wait, you've got a BLT and you've got a prawn sandwich and you've got a chicken and salad sandwich. It, it's just not a good combo. Conceptually as well, like, Dessert pudding sandwiches. Stranger don't have those already. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think Tesco's once did a Christmas sandwich, which was chocolate bread with cherry filling. Oh, okay. Um. I, I, yeah. I applaud that outside brain thinking from Tesco. Yeah, it was pretty good. They also did a lasagna sandwich once, which was pretty amazing. Did it have bread or was it just pasta? No, sorry. it had bread. Oh and then, wow! And then also, yeah. And then, like, beef ragu and bechamel and a layer of pasta in there as well. You could have, like, a salmon one if you started that, that yeah. lasagna one, and then your Tesco weird bread one, chocolate yeah. bread. Yeah. So there you go. That's a much more exciting lunch, I think. It is. Don't ask. Don't ask what the the triple the, the sandwich name. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, See the cogs whirring. <laughs> okay, g- give me give me a minute. I'll 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 do the formality bit. So, um, you can write into our show if you have business. We've been we've been very dice heavy this week, but if you have business problems you want to solve, call us up. We get loads of emails in now, and there's lots of ways to contact us. So you can email us at brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet at brainsoutside, or you can message us on Instagram at brainsontheoutside. Um, we will basically, if you have business ideas, suggestions, comments on the show, we'll take them all. We'd love to hear from you. Alex, you're still churning. You're still churning. Triple sandwich idea. Do you have a better name than triple sandwich? No, audience, if you have a name, then for the triple sandwich, dessert, starter, main, let, let us know as well. Oh, you might have something, Alex. You look like you're in a great deal of pain <laughs> trying to come up with something here. All I got is three course meal deal. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> so you have a, a clockwork powered, self-building wearable computer that's made out of paper for your office. Wearable paper is uh, already really great. We're in this, it's good for the environment, right? It's reusable. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can recycle it. Yeah. Computers are obviously pretty important now in the office space. Yeah. 
So that's there's a, there's a nice. I think there is opportunity here to build something that could be very powerful. Is this sort of origami thing? That's exactly what was in my head. I was about to say, I'm really thinking origami. So when you're when I imagine when you're moving offices or you're moving house, you get a lot of flat pack furniture from IKEA to assemble yourself. What this is is like we send you a flat pack computer which you origami together out of paper, and all the internals and computational stuff is done with clockwork. That's beautiful. <laughs> Actually beautiful. I was thinking about a coat that you wear that unfolds. Oh, wearable. Like like paper uh-huh. to envelop you and your computer in the office so that you don't get disturbed. Oh, okay. Like a little personal hub thing. Yeah. You do some private work. You just start cranking at your sleeve. Yeah, exactly. And, and, it, it, just, and it origami's <laughs> out like... I mean, you could also use that for private conversations with other people as well. So you just stand next to someone and like, <laughs> yes, you're, or you're outside and it's raining. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I think this idea is it, you can detach from the office. I think I think everywhere you go, the potential of having to be able to clockwork out a private area is oh, pretty exciting. Man. You're in a restaurant. You're eating something very, very messy. <laughs> You're making a huge scene. You're embarrassing yourself <laughs> with these ribs. <laughs> so I should say that droop noise is me uh, winding out my my yeah. little bubble. You go droop, and you're in a nice little bubble. You can eat your ribs in peace. And anti droop, and then you're done. Oh man, get cleaned up. It's good. I uh, I ate a tuna sandwich on the train the other day, and I was that guy who ate a tuna sandwich oh. on the train the other day. Uh, but you know, you just eat the tuna sandwich, undo. And no, it, it's, it's, because it's paper, if you win, you get your tuner everywhere, right in the bin. Yeah. You're at a music festival and you're like, it's getting real muddy. And then you're, you're prepared from the mud. You can't, you can't see out. That's your, that's, that's, that's another problem. That's for version yeah. two to solve. Get from the mud, you just throw it away at the end. It's great. Uh, actually, uh, this, this, this plays directly into something that someone wrote in about recently, which is about train toilets in the uk and there is a specific type of train toilet in the uk that is extremely complicated yes yes that, thank you julie for writing in about this <laughs> yeah but you could you know that there's always a risk that the door's going to open on you yeah yeah the door starts opening <laughs> it's kind of like a hedgehog or like a, like a defense mechanism a turtle has but things get scary for you <laughs> or trapped back into your shell the toilet door starts opening <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's really good that's beautiful it's actually and it, and it and it could actually be beautiful as well like origami stuff's amazing it's it's you know the way it f- would fold out oh, from around you just like it could also be decorated mm-hmm. you don't you can get all sorts of colored paper blue yellow red you could draw on it make it really personal unique to you what about also right that but it's just folds out into a massive sign above your head so if you're the uh, if you walk into the office and you're like pushing the lunch trolley around, mm-hmm. um, and you just like you you get off the lift onto the floor, mm-hmm. you unfold you unfold your big sign and it just says lunch <laughs> massive letters above your head, so everyone above all the cubicles can see it. I, this idea of having a sign above your head in the office is pretty good. You know how how on Microsoft Teams you can say like an away busy do not disturb. Oh, this man. is a very public version. You. And it just says, no, <laughs> above your head. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, go away. Not today. 
What about just origami cubicle that you can just like, it's just everything. You just wear everything. You've got the whole thing. In fact, it's a whole office built into your clothing that unfolds in a massive origami folding out into a full cubicle in the office. So when it comes out, there's like, there's like an origami desk that forms and everything like that. Yeah. A desk chair. You get a laptop in there. It's everything. <laughs> a, a plant, a like beautiful origami plant on the desk. The, the whole lot comes out. Th- this is excellent. Cause I, I think I have is when I working from home, I don't, I'm not like it that much because at the office, I set everything up the way I like. Yeah. And now there's no distinguishing between them. It's like your office desk is the same as your home desk. You can set it up perfectly and it's always going to be the same. Ultimate remote working. You can work literally anywhere. anywhere. Literally anywhere. Yeah. Doesn't matter that the entire office becomes a massive paper-based fire hazard. Well, well, you know, we're, we're just ideas men, you know? We'll have a list of places you shouldn't. Yeah. Do not use this thing in iron mills, probably. <laughs> Things where a hot like smelting is happening near a volcano. Don't use it there. Um, maybe near like some like an oil refinery. Nowhere where a big explosion could happen. We don't take any risk for that. But in a normal office. I would have thought that like near an oil refinery is it's probably like the safest, I- least fiery place to go. That's actually a very good point. Maybe we, we aim at BP and Shell first. <laughs> It's just purely for oil refinery people. We, 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 we'll we track down the least flammable workspaces and then they attest the product there. Okay, let's roll the dice. Yeah, disposable, electric, inhabitable, family metal tool. <laughs> it's this combination of inhabitable, but yet disposable. <laughs> yeah. So I like the idea of disposable as... You, you use it as this thing, and then when it's done, mm-hmm. it becomes something else. Okay, so the second stage of its life, it changes its... it's cha- yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, we're done with it now, so we, we, we turn it into something else. Yeah, yeah. Tool. Inhabitable tool. An inhabitable tool. <laughs> I mean, what instantly springs to mind for me is those massive, massive drilling pieces of equipment, mm-hmm. like the Badger... Um, Bagger 288. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badger, Badger 288. <laughs> something that's like something that big. Um, the other option is that actually it's a normal size tool, like the like a drill, but your family's very, very small. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like uh, the borrowers or something. <laughs> I, like the, I like the drill thing. Mm-hmm. The big drill thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's for prospecting families who just want to get rich and are looking to drill down to see if there's gold oh, okay, or, yeah. or oil underneath their house. So a, a lot of, uh, you know, back in the good old days, whenever that was, uh, people, you, you use pan for gold. That ain't going to cut it anymore. All the gold in the streams in America is gone. You need to go real deep into the, into the ground to get it. Yeah. So we aimed at that. I like that. You live in there because you're going real deep. Yeah. I guess, in a sense, that's disposable. Once you find your gold and you're 2,000 feet underground, you just leave it there. You just leave it there, right? (laughs) Just come back up. This is a... I mean, obviously, prospecting for gold, this thing pays for itself because you will find gold. It's also good if you're on the search for, like, mole people. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> or maybe you truly like digging tunnels. Is there something around Elon Musk's Hyperloop tunnel situation? Really, the ulti- uh, the ultimate Hyperloop, the ultimate subway system, is one you dig for yourself that you have your own personal. Every time, yeah. Every time you're like, oh, I want to go to Tesco, so you just fire up your in- inhabitable metal disposable tool, get your family in there, yeah, and you <laughs> you you actually dig an enormous hole yourself. This is that's the ultimate. This is the ultimate way to go on holiday. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I want to go to. Yeah, I'm. I'm at. We're at home. Hey, honey, should we? Should we go to San Francisco today? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's so far away. <laughs> but that's okay. We can. We can tunnel our way there. <laughs> the, we, t- we literally take the straightest, the straightest route straight through the planet. Straight we dig through, through the it. Core. You pop out the other side, and you've got a little, a little place to live. It. In fact, this has to be disposable because. The structural damage we're going to do underneath cities, <laughs> we need to start replacing that dirt with these machines. <laughs> the deal is, you can dig this tunnel, but you have to go into the middle of it, and that's where you leave your thing. <laughs> right, and then you get a plane back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, travel out real quick. Yeah. Impromptu. It's for the impulsive, right? Yeah. <laughs> and people who want to take everything with them. Yeah. Yes, yes. You really, yeah. it, is, it is actually your home away from home, because you have packed your entire house into this enormous yeah. drill. And drilled your way to California. Yeah. And then you just leave it all there. <laughs> fly back to your house. Or you take maybe a different drill bot. I don't know. I, oh. I, um, I don't want to leave these people stranded there. <laughs> I like the idea that it's like, you are ultra rich. You mm-hmm. like the things that you like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have your drill kitted out in exactly the way that you want. Uh-huh. You leave your house as it is. Yeah. You drill... All the way through to where you're going on holiday, you get out the other side. You live in the in the fancy drill that you've built mm-hmm. with the pog and pole kitchen and the spa and the whatever else in there. Yeah. And then when you're done with it, you just like just fucking just leave it there. <laughs> just fly home. <laughs> it's done. Pay it forward. Someone else can live in it. How do you imagine the drill looking like? I imagine it having a comically enormous enormous cone at the front. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Like a huge. I was thinking like maybe like a big chomping mouth. Like oh yeah yeah. yeah. It is it, it it is shaped like the worm from Dune. Oh yeah. It moves like it and it sounds like it. You you just you have a metal shy hood <laughs> that you are riding. The little bristles on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You filter feed the dirt in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you get your gold out. Oh yeah, you're still prospecting. <laughs> yes. That's you're still it. prospecting. Alex. Andrew. That was another episode. A chaotic Dice-based episode. I'm very much looking forward to editing all of I, the content. I, I do not envy you in this editing task you're about to proceed on. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good fun. But I, I really enjoyed the episode. It was really good. I, I enjoyed doing it. I, I I enjoyed the dice. It's, it's 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 interesting like how some combinations of dice work so well and others just really stump me. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, I just really want to thank, thank Mike from Atomic Shrimp for the dice, for making those yes, eight years you. ago. Thank Absolutely you, brilliant. Um, and is there another mic we have to thank for a different reason? Holy shit, there is another mic we have to thank for another reason. Yeah. Um, so a gent called Mike uh, took us up on our offer of CCing us in when he emailed a bunch of people that he knew about our show. And he, he CC'd in 32 people. <laughs> he did, yeah. Absolutely mad. Absolute, absolute mad lad. Um, 
enormous thanks to Mike the Superfan. Mike the Super... Yeah. Um, Michael, drop your note, because I think we should we should do more, because you CC'd in 32 people. I think we should do more than just thank you at the end of an episode. Um, so we'll drop your note and see whether there's any any problems that you've got that you want solving. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely do that. Yeah, I think that would be a good thing to do. Now, aside from Mike, if someone had problems you wanted to solve, how would they contact us? Uh, the best way is via our email, which is brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. But you can also contact us on Twitter, brainsoutside, or on Instagram, brainsontheoutside. Indeed. And another amazing thing you can do for us is just tell your friends about the show or review it. We love getting feedback and it's, yeah, we really take it on board. Yeah, if you if you listen on one of the main podcast platforms, you you might be able to leave us a little review there. Mm. Maybe a number of stars. A good number is five. I've heard that is actually the optimum number. Yeah, yeah that's a good number of stars. Um, and just a little text review. We'd love that. If you have feedback for the show, send it on in. Mm-hmm. We love to hear feedback. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, just as Mike, if you CC brains on the outside into <laughs> an email that you send to a bunch of people. <laughs> referencing the show we will definitely take some time to solve a problem for you or mention you on the show give you a shout out whatever it is um yeah i think i think that's it andrew yeah thank you so much for listening i guess we'll see you next monday yeah keep your brain on the outside man keep your brain on the outside (laughs) okay